What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Biz Nasty says the Leafs will win the Cup. How about that? Can I just say that he's a Leaf fan? He came on the show and admitted he's a closet Leaf fan. So I think when you are making projections for the team that you are a fan of, you're a little clouded. Just because the lack of recent playoff success, everybody's kind of nervous to make a prediction and put, yeah. their, put that weight behind the Leafs. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to the second half kickoff. It's hour two of the RP Show coming at you. There's a new face sitting in the bunker. Our good friend Taylor Shire from Global Television, our director of officiating. You, you don't mind being called that still, do you? If that's what you... I've been called worse. So <laughs> You've been called if worse. If that's what you want to call me, that's fine. And uh, blossoming player agent as well. What's the company? Link Management. Link Management, which you were saying earlier on, it's a little slow right now because those kids aren't playing hockey, which is unfortunate, but you're building your base. I like it. I just want to read, kind of getting into what we're... Uh, Going down, if you've just joined us here on Game Plus Television, we've had a rollicking chat today. A lot of hockey, obviously. Sportsnet's Arash Badani went deep on the Blue Jays last hour, and it was fantastic. They opened the season Thursday at the New York Yankees. Arash and I are both thinking that pretty soon we're going to hear from the CFL that the start of training camps delayed indefinitely. That's what we're guessing. We don't know for sure, but what, how else, what else is going to happen? Players are starting to say we need six to eight weeks notice that there's going to be a training camp and we don't have a quarantine plan. There's no plan. We're not hearing anything. What's next? The logical thing would be announcing a delay from our viewers. Brady writes in from Saskatoon Prairie mobile text line. You can reach us at eight four zero eighty seven seventy seven. Prairie mobile is your authorized SAS Tom mobility dealer. He says, Hey Rod Habs return tonight with micro in the lineup. The Blades are just too good. Nolan Meyer now holds the franchise record and wins by a goalie. Nolan Meyer, can somebody give this guy a tryout? Not drafted, not invited to the World Juniors, and he's only the franchise leader with a team that's had Tim Chevelday, Braden Holtby, Mark Reimer, nobody will remember, but he was tremendous. I don't, what, did, what did Nolan Meyer do to anybody, Taylor? I don't know. He's a good goal. He's fantastic. He'll, he'll get a tryout, though. I, I think uh, he's turning some heads, and he will get a tryout somewhere. He goes on to say, uh, just to finish up, Brady says, are we sure Connor Bedard is human and the Flames still suck? That's from Brady in Saskatoon. Connor Bedard, man. Like last night, a goal and three assists for the Wonder Boy. He's got 17 points in nine games as a 15-year-old. And if you go and look at our Instagram story at Rod Peterson Official, all the highlights are butted up together. He looks like Wayne Gretzky. Just zing, 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 zing. Like when you watch the whole 60-minute game, it averages out a little bit. But just the highlights, maybe that's where we'll start, Taylor, because we'll get into all these topics with you, is Bedard. Wow. He's been phenomenal, and I've sort of turned into a bit of a fan just watching him play, like tuning into the broadcast or going to the rink, and just it's hard to take your eyes off of him because he's racking up the points, but it seems every point 
is almost a highlight reel move where he'll go through a guy and he's the primary assist off his own rebound or or whatnot. It seems like he's splitting defensemen each shift, getting his own rebound and giving it to somebody else if it, if it doesn't score the first time. So he's just been phenomenal to watch. And we knew there was going to be a bit of a learning curve. And I think he took one or two games where he still racked up points. But now I think he's he's getting a bit more swagger. Um, oh, yeah. getting, getting a bit more confidence with his line mates, especially. Uh, Denemy has been great along his wing, and then they're kind of cycling through that other winger. Zach Smith last night had a great game alongside. So, I mean, as advertised. For our viewers in Eastern Canada, the Maritimes, Quebec, and Ontario, we're talking about who's been labeled the next Connor McDavid, the next John Tavares. Connor Bedard of the Regina Pats is 15 years old, the first ever exceptional player in league history. And he's just lighting it up at 15 last night, a goal and three assists. And he's on a nine-game point streak. Nobody in the league has a streak that long. Breaking news. I've got to go by our viewers here, but they're saying that the Kelowna Rockets have suspended activities immediately because of a positive, positive COVID-19 test. And uh, where is it? Is it Nelson, our VP of Sim Events? Nelson Hakowicz writing in saying it was a staff member. Not players, but that's news from the Western Hockey League, the Kelowna Rockets suspending all team activities. And also to the Eastern people, and I apologize to the OHL fans because they're not playing and it's awful. But what's happening in the queue with playoffs? My question to you, Taylor, is do you think, I keep hearing there's going to be playoffs here in the dub, in this division, in the dub hub, should all seven teams make the playoffs? I say no. No, I'm going to agree with you, and I would love to disagree with you, but no, <laughs> they're, they're going to award the Subway Cup to the top uh, stand, to the first place finisher in the standings, and I think that's all it's for. This really, as much as every team wants to win, this 24-game season is for the scouts. It's for the yeah. player development. It's sort of like an extended preseason spring camp where there's no championship at the end of it. It's just about exposure. And basically, you, you see how many scouts are in the rink? That's kind of why they're doing it. There's a lot. Yeah. 30, exactly. 40, uh, it seems like up to 50 maybe a game. But they're so spread out, it's hard to tell how many scouts there are. But can somebody again please tell me what's happening in the queue? Because they're playing. And they've had their ups and downs too. I mean, what just happened in Kelowna today has happened in in the queue, but they've been struggling to get through it. It's, you know, it's hard, isn't it, Taylor? The things that we've learned in the pandemic that you think it's all about the competition at the major junior level or junior A, but it's really not. It's about getting evaluation in for the upcoming NHL draft. Exactly. And the NHL has a lot of stake in these junior leagues to, you know, I don't know how much they fund them, but that basically the NHL relies on the CHL as a feeder league into their league. So it's huge, and in terms of the Kelowna Rockets, um, the East Division hub anyway, I think it goes across the Western League where if a team has a positive test, it's a 14-day stoppage, basically. no For games. everybody or just that team? For that team, uh, a 14-day stoppage, assuming that it hasn't leaked into other wow. teams. So immediate 14-day stoppage, I imagine it's the same in Kelowna. They are and not they fooling around. So, yeah, if that happens in the in the Regina hub, same thing, 14-day stoppage. That, and yeah. in a, what, 48-game uh, season, or 48-day season, 24-game, that's a lot of games to eat up. And I don't know how far, if they will extend it to make up those games. So let's Probably hope it doesn't not. Here, but I, I don't imagine they'll make up those games. Just, Probably not. Just have to miss them. Uh, viewer Dawson Brolin says, speaking of British Columbia, what's the deal with this Junior A exodus? Any more details today? I love the idea of it. Here's the details that I never concluded late last week when I broke the story that the BC Hockey League is breaking away from the Canadian Junior Hockey League, the umbrella that oversees Junior A. And that they're taking four Alberta teams with them. I had a note from a hockey guy in Lloyd Minster that said, Rod, the word here in the league and the AJ is that you're a, you're a year ahead of your time here. This is going to happen, but not for a year. So will you understand, I would guess, that these teams have to notify their league a year in advance that they're leaving. Shoot, in the Western League, you need to notify the league if you plan to change your jersey a year in advance. So if you plan on leaving, Taylor, it would be a year. So now... You can wait all spring and summer for those four teams that I've been told, Brooks, Okotoks, Spruce Grove, and Grand Prairie. Now, some of them are denying it, of course, but in some cases, we're talking about community boards, too. Not everybody may have all the facts, but just because the AJHL is denying four of the teams are going to leave doesn't mean it's not going to happen. They might not have put their notice in yet, but BC's gone. They're gone. 
And when asked for a comment on my story, you know, the commissioner said, no comment at this time, which is a comment. Uh, I'll get to these viewer comments in a moment. We got a, de- we got a guest here. Before we switch to CFL, XFL, Taylor, mm-hmm. you are our director of officiating. And I, I don't mean to put you on the hot spot, but you can handle it. I know you well enough. Where are you in the Tim Peel thing? You are an, an ordained official from the SHA. Are you going to tell me makeup calls don't happen? They happen anywhere from minor hockey to beer league through the pro ranks on any given night. And that conversation that Tim Peel had happens basically every, every game, game <laughs> yeah. in every rank across the world. Because I, I, I sort of relate it to everyday life. If you shortchange somebody at the till, if you're a, a cow, whatever. You'll make it up. You're, you'll make it up to them the next time. If you give them a bad meal, you'll make it up to them the next time. It, it's sort of the same thing. It's just game management. They're human. So if you make a crappy call or six calls in a row, you're probably going to make it up to the other team a little bit. You're not going to be – any egregious calls don't matter. Those aren't the makeup calls. It's the, uh, the little stick. Mm, was it a penalty? 50-50. I'll make it up to you next period. Or – there's, I mean, there's a hundred different, different uh, options that I could give examples that I could give, but just because there was a live mic and it picked it up, it's the same as a cell phone video catching somebody. Yeah. Just because there was no cell phone video doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> and now there's a cell phone video and a live mic. Oh, these things are happening and we're seeing them. So it's holding people more accountable. Yes, it's it's making people watch what they say and watch what they do, which I think, in turn will be beneficial for everybody because accountability is important. Yes, but it feels like nobody really knows what they're doing. Like the next night when the ref was talking to Wayne Simmons and covered his mic in his collar, I'm like, you understand that the next ref's mic is on. Yeah. And it was the mic on the glass that caught him, not the one on his here. But let me, so for the NHL, they denied that it happens. That's the thing for calling Colin Campbell to say, to preserve the integrity of the game and just lie to everybody. I'm just... Is society that dumb that they didn't realize this goes on? But it, it doesn't get taught. Game like it doesn't necessarily get taught where you have to have makeup calls. That's not in the rule book. That's not in the courses. That's just human nature. Where, right? So from from Colin Campbell's point of view, makeup calls don't happen because they don't teach them. They don't instruct their their officials to to you know do makeup calls. So. From his point of view, I think it was a just more basically a PR saying we we don't do this and we're going to reprimand our official because of this. Behind closed doors, the conversation with Tim Peel was probably a little bit different. Timmy, you know we're stuck between a rock and a hard place here. We're going to have to <laughs> we're going to have go. to let you ride off into the sunset a little bit earlier just for optics, right? Because and then his legacy is in a way yeah. ruined. Like I said, they're out doing these sports banquets, and I've done dinners with Mick Magoo, obviously, and Don Kaharski, and now it'll be Tim Peel going to this. Sports dinner in Tabor, Alberta, and everybody will go, boy, you really got screwed, Timmy. Exactly. And that's that's the crappy thing. Dominic Froome writes in and says, firing Peel makes me wonder what the NHL is really trying to hide. Isn't that something? Jamie Anstey, regarding the queue and the playoffs, Jamie's watching in Halifax. He says, Maritimes division teams will complete their regular season schedule on Saturday, May 1st, and begin the playoffs on Tuesday, May 4th. So there are playoffs in the queue. Thank you for answering that. Now, in the time we have left, which is considerable in this segment before we bring in Rich Sutter for more hockey talk, CFL, XFL, you cover the CFL and the Rough Riders for Global Television. I'm dying to know your thoughts on this. Well, there's a whole, there's a bunch to talk about because are we talking about this season and and what it looks like? Because everything you got time. Okay, let's start this year. Training camp is supposed to start in six weeks. So if I'm a football player, I want to be in tip-top shape for day one of training camp. You're going to tell me in less than six weeks, like, uh, am I going full bore right now And with my workouts? I imagine every player across the league right now is wondering the same thing. What does my training look like right now? Because is, is this an extended offseason where I have to slow down right now and don't burn myself out because the season's starting in August? Or am I starting in May and do I got to ramp it up for the next six weeks and, and get in, in shape? So, like... Because you, you don't want to burn yourself out. You're not going to do your same workout 12 months out of, out of the year, right? So there has to be an answer soon. And unless we've not heard something that has been coordinated with the players, um, uh, I'm surprised there's not more uproar from the players' division 
in my opinion. And in terms of the XFL, I initially thought the partnership between the CFL and the XFL when it was announced was a PR stunt. Hey, let's get some, let's get talking about, about both leagues during, during a downtime. And then when I sort of dug into it a little bit more, it seems like there's something here. And Randy Ambrosi and the league are sort of going to hitch their wagon to the XFL and, and to Dwayne Johnson specifically. Randy always talks a lot about generating more, you know, a younger fan base and getting those younger people because the older people, they're still going to buy the tickets and they're still going to show up, but it's those younger people who aren't showing up. And where are those younger people? Where's the reach? Well, he always says social media and on Instagram and whatnot. And you look at The Rock, 220 some million followers on Instagram alone. So Randy thinks that hitching his league to that Instagram account is going to generate tickets and, and seats. So whether or not that's true, that's kind of what he believes right now, I believe. It all feels that way. Yeah. For sure. And we await some sort of announcement on this season. The, you know, the news continues, Taylor, to all be bad. Like Wade Miller yesterday, the president of the Blue Bombers, who I've said a million times I admire a ton, and I do. And you saw what he said about the $7 million loss of the Blue Bombers. He says, this is why we're partnering with a company that understands sports and entertainment. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the XFL. Wade's just going to say it the way that it is. The question is, how are they going to do that? Because you know what? If the Rock just stroked a check right now for $50 million, here you go, guys. The CFL could play. You know that, right? Yeah. And for whatever reason, the CFL doesn't want to do that, and I think it's because they don't want to give up control to the Rock. Because if he forks over the dough, he's their daddy. And then they owe them something, right? So you never want to owe somebody something. Not if you can help it. Yeah, not if you can help it. But I think they're, they're going to be backed into a corner here soon if, if they can't get off the ground. And, and I mean, you don't ever uh, – there's obviously something flawed. If you need outside money to play, there's obviously something flawed. I get the, the gate revenue and whatnot, but you can do more. You can try to find more somewhere else. But if you need a handout from somebody – there's a long-term business problem, and I think the CFL is aware of that. I think they're working on some things in terms of the marketing and, and whatnot, but they're obviously not doing enough, and I don't foresee the season starting in six weeks or training camp starting in six weeks at all. Me either. With, with the Rocks money or not at this point. It's uh, the second half kickoff. When we come back, Columbus Blue Jackets pro scout, 13-year NHL veteran Rich Sutter. Stick around. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Podcast listeners, RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose DuPont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the Lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the Lawnmower. Okay, 3.0? The Lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors. You've been using extension cords you've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink how about a battery operated small handheld with a headlight so you see where you're going oh my god to sort of get those nooks and crannies you know what i'm saying no chafing (laughs) well i'm getting to that but i'm telling you it gets to the nooks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a, a clipper doesn't get to this guy this guy the manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 was specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy nilly, you willy. <laughs> Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Any other questions? I got to try it. I'm sold. <laughs> I still haven't tried it. All I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial. Okay, so right now, you guys, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. All one word, fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code fansided20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Thanks for joining us today, everybody, for Caliber Coffee. Our director of officiating, Taylor Shire, stays with us. Rich Sutter. Joining us from Lethbridge, just texting me. 
Here he is. How are you doing, Richie? Fantastic. We all are. I tell you what, in the rink, have you been into the sport? I would listen anyway, so. I know, exactly. Right? Have you been, I, there might be a dumb question, but have you been in the sportsplex since the Canes got back playing out there in Lethbridge? I assume you have. I have. Well, it's funny. I, I, won't, I won't say who the scouts were. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but they're in the north, the east side of the arena here. We're on the north side. We intersect in the bathroom. So it's like, hey, how's that go? Everybody's smiling behind their mouth because they're back watching hockey. That's why everybody's so happy. Isn't it nice? <laughs> It is. Are, are you? Are they playing all the games in the Agrodome? Oh wow! I didn't know that. It's different. It's different it's than great the Central. Syringe money to practice. So that's a perfect spot. Yeah. Well, we, we, it's a five-minute road trip every game for me. I couldn't be happier, Rich. Um, well, we, we walk into the Impact Center here, Rod, and you can only go to one section, and the bathroom's right there, and you can't go anywhere else. You're in that door in the building, and you're right out. Oh, I know. And I was talking so, to, to Taylor Shire here from Global. You saw the interview. You're watching it early. T- same thing. You yeah. said you went, you went three games, yeah. but you're like, I might as well just go home because you can't visit. You can't move around, right? Yeah. So, and that's fine. We're just happy to be in the bubble. And actually, that's where I'll start, Rich. 24 games for each division. Are you getting mm-hmm. enough as a scout out of that to prepare for the draft at the end of June for the National Hockey League? Well... <sighs> Yes and no. I think if uh, if the homework has been done a year out in terms of knowing who this group is coming forward and who, you know, what you're looking uh, at, uh, then you should have a pretty good understanding. But again, you still want to see growth. You still want to see development uh, within structure, how these guys play as individuals and how they play as a group. Um, you know that's that's what does make it a little bit difficult for the for the amateur guys uh, that are scouting these games. Uh, for me, the games that I am getting to, uh, I'm more interested in the, in the older player uh, and see how they they are doing, um, and more of the reserve lists of other teams drafted players. So yeah, it, it's uh, it's it, it's a tough sell. Uh, it's a tough job for these guys that are trying to cover as much as they can in as little time as possible at the shortened schedule and the shortened timelines. Uh, by the way, there's a war erupting in our comments section here from viewers about Connor Bedard. So he's 1.89 points a game, Rich. And somebody brought up McDavid. He's around two points per game in the show. Well, the Pats and the CHL put out a stat the other day that he's ahead. Connor Bedard's ahead at 15 of where McDavid and Tavares were at 15. And the, the older guys, like yourself and myself, the people are saying they're comparing him to Marcel Dion. Okay, you got to go back a ways. You played against Marcel in the Purple Haze. What's the word out there on Bedard and what the guys are seeing on, on tape or on TV? Well, I mean, I get uh, Reed Jackson um, is watching games. Um, you know, Columbus, we have some of our guys there, too. Uh, you know, San Lucas is also watching games uh, on video at this point live right now, but we'll be in the building right away as well. So the bottom line is what I'm hearing from these young guys is something pretty special uh, about what kind of player this guy is and what little video I, I have seen some. Um, of course, Reed's sending me stuff. So uh, it's pretty, you know, look, these kids nowadays are so much faster. They're so much more skilled. They're so much more developed at earlier ages just because the, you know, what's available for them to train with and just the, the means and the, and the wherewithal, like how to train properly and what they're putting in their systems to become better athletes and then better players. So I think Conor Bedard is miles ahead of people that you can compare about, you know, the timelines of Marcel Dion's era, and and <laughs> I think even 10, 12 years ago, to tell you the truth, I mean, uh, Strucer and 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 John knew what they were getting when they got this player. Uh, at least they know they were had a real good idea what they're getting, and they're certainly um, got to be very happy what they're seeing right now. Yeah, for sure. Well, the, with the Marcel Dion, I we were trying to find a player that was built like a C battery, that was a right-handed shot and could was somewhat shifty. Well, who else besides Marcel Dion? He's like the first guy that comes up. 
<clears throat> last last one on this. Robin and Prince Albert says, would the point product be the same for Bedard if it was a full season with all the teams and rosters? It doesn't matter what it would be. It would be at least that. And by the way, he's on a team that's in second place, uh, second last place, and he's still getting, you know, two points per game. I, I think Roddy's only going to get better. I mean, he's only going to get more acclimated to the league, uh, knowing how to play against these guys at this point that are only at this point bigger and stronger than him. Um, his skill, his his wisdom, his IQ, his skating. Uh, Everything just comes to the forefront at some points over the course of the night, every night. Okay. Boy, Rich, they want to talk about it. And I'm, I'm going to move on here, but just one more from Nelson Hakowicz. He says, based on a team's trajectory, what team does Bedard end up with come his draft year? That's two and a half seasons away, subject to a lottery. So it's whoever will have the number one overall pick in the summer of 2023. That's what 23. it'll be. Yeah, so you can't, you can't. You can't say what team will get him. Anyways, they all want you, if you can, to talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Line A situation. It's tough slugging down there. Yeah, I know. What do you want to say about that? Anything? Well, look, um, Patrick Line is a hell of a hockey player, and he's going through some tough times right now. Um, he's playing on a team that, you know, where he's got to work a little bit differently. Um, He's got to work a little bit harder to, uh, you know, he hasn't got the Mark Shifley's and the Nick Ehlers and the Blake Blake Wheelers of the world. These guys that are great puck distributors and and high, high end players um, to just dish him the puck. Uh, We're in a transition with our group. I feel right now that, look, we are going to get him his centerman uh, at some point and it's going to be sooner than later. Uh, that will make his life easier for him. He's learning that uh, he's got to work a little bit harder than maybe he's accustomed to. Uh, he's got to play a little bit deeper into, into his own end a little bit more than he's accustomed to. Uh, he's got to change his game and, and, and just for, just a little bit to become a better player. And that for his own is going to be for his own good moving forward. Uh, it will make him a better player. He wants to be a, a better two-way player, a player that can play the longer ends of the rink in terms of being 200 feet, not 180 feet more often. Uh, so, look, uh, Patrick Liney is going to be a real special player for our organization moving forward. And and we have no we have we have no uh, long-term worries about where that's going. Um, we also want to, you know, you look at Jack Roslovic, who is also an important part of this trade. Here's a guy that uh, I always felt was a was a number two center material all the way along, coming out of kind of coming out of amateur hockey. Uh, never played a shift in the NHL at center ice till he came to Columbus. Uh, so he's learning to play center on the fly in the best league in the world. Uh, Yes, he was a centerman growing up, but look, he still never played center in the NHL. He played right wing. And so he's learning to play the nuances, the subtleties of the game at the elite level. Uh, and there's some nights where he's good at it. There's some nights where he's not, quite frankly. And and uh, it's kind of like we've thrown him into the fire a little bit, and so he's learning on the fly. He will only get better for it, and I think uh, – over the course of the summertime, you take time back to reflect, watch video, watch your game. Um, you He will become a better player for sure by next fall time for our group. And when he does, so will Patrick Liney along with um, what we will help him with. And uh, we will be a better team for it. Yeah, well, you talk to um, Jets fans, and they even they will say, habitually, Liney was the hardest working player on the team for the Winnipeg Jets. So, like you say, there's a there's a feeling something didn't work, but there's a there's not a, sure what that means by that. But uh, <laughs> well, they look, got rid of him he, for a, a very reason. Yeah, well, he was on the score sheet all the time, so maybe he wasn't working a hundred percent, but he was a factor most nights. Um, what's your read? Because you're so connected on the Philly scene on Gostaspierre being placed on waivers today with his big contract. Well, I was really surprised, Rod, to tell you the truth. Um, 
you know, he's had a pretty good, good year. He's at 11 points in 25 games. I know, and people look at the numbers and go, well, that's a good year. But I, I, I look beyond numbers. Uh, that's my job is to, is to know what goes on beyond the numbers. And, and I think that, uh, you know, um, Shane means well, uh, he's a solid teammate. He protects his teammates. He sticks up for his teammates. And I think it goes back, uh, um, look, it's not in my business how they run the, how the Flyers run their hockey club, but I think somewhere, somewhere along the line that the comments he made last week about, um, um, where this team had to be, uh, in a better place in terms of players playing certain ways and playing well. And I think the comments she's made also made certainly about protecting and supporting Carter Hart. Um, the thing that came out of that in the last two, three days was very uh, weird um, to me, uh, knowing Carter Hart. Uh, and, you know, Carter Hart is a, 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 a kid that someone who would know very locally in, in Regina is cut from the same cloth as Sam Steele. I mean, these kids grew up together, high character kids, um, great families. Uh, and it just seems like there's a lot of question about Carter Hart's. Uh, um, I guess his work habits, his uh, commitment to being a better player, a better goalie. Uh, and I think what Shane did was Shane simply stu- stood up for him and called bullshit on it. And uh, it probably ruffled some feathers. Well, you know what? Carter's young enough that he can figure it out because he's still the future and goal for our country and for the Philadelphia Absolutely. Flyers. Yeah. So, and he's a tremendous goalie. By the way, Winnipeg's woken up. Jeff in Winnipeg. Jeff Cabello says, Line A, scoring yes. Back checking, he was finally doing last season. Nobody back checks with the Winnipeg Jets, by the way. Just don't just put that on line A. Uh, Jennifer Illingsworth says uh, the line A trade reminds me of the Hall trade. Maybe a great player, but maybe not great off the ice. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> but look how the teams are doing where they uh, where they are now. Hey. What would you th- think of your brother's comments on Johnny Gaudreau on the weekend? Oh, my God. On the on the 500th game. Well, it's, it's, it's tough when it's true, right? Um, and, and, you know, look, I, I got some good friends in the media in Calgary. It's funny how they go back and forth on, on players about, you know, how, how they can be hard on players and then how they tend to protect certain players. But... Yeah, it was Johnny Goodrow's 500th game, and good for him. But, you know, um, I saw his 499th game. It wasn't very good. And when you need to be, you're supposed to be one of the team's most skilled and talented players, you need to be one of your most skilled and talented players every night. And on his game 499, he was horseshit. So, uh, quite frankly, and uh, all, all the coach was saying was, well, I hope he's better than he was in his last game. And... Uh, you know, people can read into what they want, but uh, um, if that's what it takes to have to motivate a hockey player, makes that kind of money and says how much he loves the Calgary Flames, well, it's pretty sad that you got to motivate people in certain ways. Yeah, yeah, but it's just great that I know how beloved Daryl is not only in the city, but by the franchise, right? So there's not maybe a lot of coaches that could say that, but Daryl can. You know, I, I know who's going to win that battle when push comes to shove. Well, you know, look, Daryl, Daryl, there's ability and there's certainly talent in that uh, roster to do well. Um, There's just something missing with that group. I mean, but look, they're not the only team that has those issues. I mean, quite frankly, uh, it's hard to win in this league. And if your best players aren't your best players every night, Rod, and playing to that ability, um, you're not going to win. And, and it doesn't matter who you play against. And um, it's a bounce here, it's a bounce there. It's a bad play here, it's a missed check. Uh, it's a goal that shouldn't go in that the goal is supposed to stop or you know should be stopping. And it's a fine line in this league and it's very, very hard to win. And if you are not on top of your game and your best players are not your best players, you're not gonna win. It's Absolutely. Simple. A fantastic visit. Thank you, Richie, appreciate it. Uh, I'll give you a ring uh, this afternoon. Thanks for the time here today. You bet. Thanks, Rod. Our hockey analyst, Rich Sutter, and our visits with Richie brought to you by Original 16 from Great Western.
Darren Bradley sees her watching, says, uh, love Rich Sutter, black and white. From Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events. Richie giving the people in Toronto a panic attack on the sensor button. As long as it's not me, we're okay. From the Hockey Club podcast watching in Tallahassee, Florida. Sutters are straight shooters. Honesty. The curling report before we break. Action in the bubble in Calgary will be heating up again as the 2021 BKT Tires and OK Tire World Men's Curling Championship presented by New Holland. Gets underway Friday morning at Windsport Arena at Canada Olympic Park. The recently crowned Briar Champs, skipped by Brendan Botcher of Edmonton, will face a stiff test right off the bat. And Friday's opening draw at 11 a.m. Eastern as they take on Scotland to open the 14-team round-robin draw. Bruce Mowat, the Scotland skip. Botcher with vice skip Darren Molding, second Brad Thiessen, lead Carrick Martin, alternate Mark Kennedy, team coach Don Bartlett, and national coach Jeff Stoughton. We'll be looking to latch on to the same wave of momentum that carried them to the Tim Hortons Briar title earlier this month after winning silver medals the prior three years. There's not only a world championship on the line in Calgary, but also berths into the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. The top six finishing countries will qualify to compete in the Olympics. And there is no shortage of star quality that will be competing in Calgary with those kinds of stakes. Leading the way will be Eden's Swedish team that won the most recently contested World Men's Championship two years ago in Lethbridge, Alberta, where they defeated Canada's Kevin Cooey in the gold medal game. Again, draw one Friday morning of the World Men's Curling Championship in the Calgary bubble. Our curling report is brought to you by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's Precision Farm Tech software for free today at vergeag.com. Taylor and I will return after this break. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. And Taylor Shires with us from Global TV, our director of officiating. A sports update before we jump back in. We'll get into viewer comments early. Two goals from Mark Shifley led the Winnipeg Jets to a 5-1 victory over the Calgary Flames last night. The Jets chased Flames goalie Jacob Barkstrom, who stopped 20 of 23 shots over two periods before he was, sorry, stopped 19 of 23 shots over two periods before he was replaced by David Riddick in the third. Another tough loss for the Raptors. The Detroit Pistons down Toronto 118-104 on the strength of rookies Sabin Lee and Sadiq Bey, who combined for 38 points. Oregon State's big run at the NCAA March Madness tournament has ended. Houston topped the number 12 seed, 67-61 last night. John Herdman, the coach of Canada's senior men's hockey team, sorry, soccer team, says his players made a statement last night. The Canadians crushed the Cayman Islands 11-0 in World Cup qualifying play. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, get 20% off with the promo code RPSHOW. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. To the text line, Taylor and I are going to debate these. From the 403, anonymous texter in Alberta says, Great show, but I can't believe after a few games you're comparing Bedard to Wayne Gretzky. No pressure for a 15-year-old. Listen, man. I don't care what you think. Are you just getting on to this? I've been talking about this since last spring, a year ago, when the Pats drafted him number one overall. And you're just now getting on to the fact that we've been hyping this kid. And by the way, the Regina Pats and the Western Hockey League, I'm waiting for them to say, pump the brakes. They haven't said it. Taylor, I don't know where you are on that, but they, they, they finally have a marketable star, like a huge star. Tell the world. And as far as pressure, that's for him to deal with. Man, I've been doing this a long time. Don't put it on me. He's mature enough to handle it. He can handle it, 100%. Even speaking with him the, the several times that I have, he can handle the media pressure. He can handle the, all the pressure that's on him. And I think that'll make him thrive, and, and, and that'll help him grow. And 
And, and yes, you want to shelter a 15-year-old a little bit, but there comes a point where you know, he's going to be able to handle it, and, and it's sort of... He, he knew at 12 and 13, and his family knew at 12 and 13 that there was going to be pressure, there was going to be spotlight, because he was a good, talented player. But in order to be the best, you're going to have that spotlight on you, and I think him and his family are well aware of that. And I think he has good leaders in his, in his back pocket and, and good resources that he can go to them and say, hey, you know it's too much or I'm fine with this or whatever it might be, but he'll be fine. Well, Janelle in Saskatoon, she's a Blades fan, says no reason to even hype him. He's just that freaking good. No, Janelle, you know that because you watch the games. It's for everybody outside that's not paying attention. It's to get people's attention. This is going on in your backyard. Turn the television on. See, I think it would be if if the Pats were selling tickets – we would see a ton of more marketing, a ton of more, whatever, exposure to sell tickets and get that ring sold out every night to watch this game, uh, to watch this kid play, because he's only going to be around for a couple of seasons. He's going to be gone before you know it if you don't pick up and pay attention now. And, and so with, with all the games being broadcast on, on TV and on the stream, it's sort of hard to market, you know, buy a ticket and come see the Wonder Kid, so... I get why there has been a little bit less uh, marketing around him, um, but I also don't think, oh, that's absolutely. A, I don't think that's a bad thing, too. Well, especially as he gets his feet wet in the league. Too. We at Access Now Television are marketing it because I was leaving sure. the hockey arena last night, and holy smokes, they don't fool around. That's where everybody's getting their vaccination shots is the same parking lot as Mosaic Stadium and the Brand Center. It can get a little busy during the day. And then y'all got to go out the one way. So I'm coming around Mosaic Stadium. Big billboard of Connor Bedard. But it's for access now, not the Pats. Because mm-hmm. we've got ratings. We need a reason for you to turn on the television. And it's Connor Bedard. And if I compare him to Wayne Gretzky, I'll compare him to Wayne Gretzky. Or Marcel Dion. Because you know what? You're now talking about it, whether you like it or not. That's the whole idea. For some reason, something's erupted in the comments section here from our viewers regarding The Rock and Jim Hobson. What did Nelson Vaux do? Oh, from Nelson. He is our content creator here, director of content creation. So we shouldn't hype and market our stars like Berdard? Ask the CFL how that strategy has gone for them. Oh, believe me. Arguing with the riders over the years. You build these guys up to be stars, and then we have to deal with their heads, and we got to pay them? That's a you problem. Not a me problem. Don't miss those arguments. <laughs> Roger writing from Manitoba. So if the Bombers lost $7 million is the Grey Cup chance. Does that, champs, does that mean the CFL lost roughly $63 million last year or am I totally wrong? Well, if you believe the numbers, and I'm not saying Winnipeg's fudged the numbers, but I don't believe all the numbers from all nine teams, that would be a reasonable, that would be a reasonable thought wouldn't it it's bad no matter what right yeah every team's going to be in the several million to keep staff and to keep a facility with basically zero revenue so the riders what did reynolds forecast 10 million dollars that they were going to be out that's why i thought the bomber seven million was light i thought they'd lose more yeah exactly um, we don't know how much staff they laid off. I don't know if they've been public about that. So there, there's a bit of an expense, but you still got to keep the facility and keep the team operational. And then you got all the bonuses and stuff too. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me how much time before we go, guys. Um, can I just get your thought on this? 90 seconds before we bring in uh, Moose for overtime. But the idea of an all-Canadian CFL with four to six American players. Let's just say six. Do you think it could fly? Not anymore. No. We're, or it would take a really long time, and I, I don't think it ever will because you, you don't see a lot of support in youth sports in Canada West football. You, there's the diehard football fans that will go watch a Rams game, but, but those are the people. And there's no, it's not like there's no lack of talent, and it even goes through hockey. Youth sports hockey has a ton of talent, male and female. Youth sports football has a ton of talent, but, but those guys aren't, the stars that people are willing to pay money for, right? It's unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. And you want to, a lot of the NFL cast-offs and guys who are going to make the jump to the NFL, those are the people who you want to pay money to see and who a regular fan wants to pay money to see, whether it's this NFL cast-off coming back 
or oh he had a, a cup of coffee in with three NFL teams and he's coming to play here he must be pretty good but what why didn't he make it there so as opposed to a U sports player graduating and I think there's room for U sports players in Canada um, and even junior players in Canada to make their mark but I don't think a league dominated by them being the majority of the players would sell as many tickets. I know what you're saying. The football would be fine. It's about marketing it. 100%. Will Canadians... There's talented players, and the football would be fine. The product would be fine. But would Canadians buy it? I think we're past that. Taylor, always good seeing you. I appreciate our visits. Thank you. Moose will be in here for uh, overtime. Hang on. It's coming up after this break. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk. For Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com, listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. It's overtime, but we got plenty of time for it. And look, everybody, Moose is back. Guess who's back? Moose. Back again. <laughs> Moose, did you get a haircut? In the break. In yes. the last hour and a half? Yes. Um, listen, there's a lot of topics that we could get to for the uh, face-off. For the ultimate fan zone and Mad Greek. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to clip that for social media. There's one comment that's coming up that I will debate here. But just so you know, Wayne and Victoria says, how is only having six Americans on the CFL roster going to save the league? The problem's not allowing the problem is not allowing fans in the stands. I don't understand the reasoning for an outdoor stadium not being allowed at least fifty percent capacity. Listen, we don't know either. But take it up with Dr. Tam and Dr. Bonnie Henry and Dr. Shahab, you know what I mean. Yeah. Don Mitchell, our Navy friend, had a point for Taylor, and Taylor left. He works for Global Television, of course. But Donald Mitchell says, Taylor, who's responsible for us not caring about Canadians in our universities? And then he's gone. We debated this before we left the room. I'm like, does it matter? Does it really matter? We're here. And I relate everything to the recovery world. And while it's not the same, it's kind of the same. It doesn't matter how we got here. The question is, how are we going to get out? See what I'm saying? You didn't necessarily agree with that. And this is not the face-off. You said somebody needs to examine why we don't care about Canadian university sports like we used to. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't matter what sport, what league, Or what even team. the CFL, yeah. Yeah, CFL, U Sports, you name it. The people ultimately responsible are the teams in the leagues, right? If your business isn't succeeding, it's your fault. There you go. I mean, it's not the market's fault. It's not the fans' fault for not buying tickets. It's your fault because if you create a product that people want to see and you market it and people fill the building, Taylor and the news outlets will cover it. If your building's full and there's excitement and people are talking about it, they'll cover it at scale. So it starts at home. Well, yes, and I got to say this about the teams, I'm not going to point the finger at any that hold events and things and don't tell us. You know what I mean? Like I, I find out secondhand that they had this event going on, whereas because there are leagues filling up our inbox every day. I get up in the morning with a buffet of sports information, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just hold your event and then, why didn't you cover it? I didn't know what was going on, dude. And that reminds me, Scott Barney, the head coach and general manager of the Humboldt Broncos, now that I think about it, texted me this morning. Hi, Rod. Hope all is well. We continue to love the show here in Humboldt. Wondering if you could be able to give us a plug for our lottery of cash. It's our final two days. And here it is. The deadline to enter this Wednesday, 7 p.m. $100,000 grand prize along with 10 other cash prizes. And there's a 50-50 add-on. The pot is currently up to $75,000. Please help support junior hockey in Saskatchewan. Call 1-833-733-2021. Write that down. This is for the Humboldt Broncos Lottery of Cash. Call 1-833-733-2021. They'll take your call, and you can purchase your tickets in the Lottery of Cash for the Humboldt Broncos. There you go. They got in front of our face. Thank you, Barn Dog. Support the Humboldt Broncos and the SJHL. Was it that hard? 
No. We don't really get a lot of information from the university leagues with what's going on with their programs. Other leagues are very aggressive. So it is on those teams. Sorry. And that's why for us and Taylor and me and Darren to sit and debate who's responsible. Why? Everybody's pointing the finger, eh? That's right. And then, so, the guy asked, will the Buffalo Sabres win another game this year? And I can't remember where who, where it was. Oh, by the way, Janelle says, my kids have a moose stuffy, and we now call him Darren. <laughs> Wayne Jones is watching on YouTube, and he says, will the Buffalo Sabres win another game this season? That's the face-off. They're eight, they got 18 losses in a row. Yeah, we got a lot of losses. But the record is 30. Winnipeg Jets, 1980-81. So they got a ways to go. Yeah, they'll win another game. I don't know who it'll be against. My God, they have to. We're only halfway through the season. They have to win another game. Yeah. They can't get to the record. They can't get to 30. Can't. Won't happen. They've been close. Had a couple go to OT. They've been really close. And when they start getting towards 30, when they get closer... People are going to start talking about it. And then that, not that they're not embarrassed now, but that factor starts coming in. It becomes real. There'll be a little more urgency in their game. They'll win another game. I know we're on the same side of this one, it's but okay. they'll, they'll win again. That's okay. We don't have to fight every time we have a face-off. That's right. You know? Uh, and it's brought to you, where the heck is it? Oh, the ultimate fan zone of Moose Jaw, your one-stop shop for the sports fans on your list. Visit the Man Cave, downtown Moose Jaw, or on Facebook. And the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw, available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery. Head to the madgreekeatery.com for more information. If you're trying to find the Mad Greek on social media, it's under I8 at the Mad Greek. And I love it so much. Johnny Atreides put some great photos on of their items. Oh. I'm hungry. I know. Good time, good time for lunch. Yeah. What do we got here? 30 seconds. So I can read Nelson Hakowicz's uh, message. The better question is, where was the shift? TSN and Sportsnet used to show you sports and regularly show CHL hockey. Then somewhere in the late 90s, early 2000s, American sports started invading and the CanCon went by the wayside. If you're worried about Americanization of Canadian sports fans, blame the networks, okay? We'll see you tomorrow on the RP Show with some very opinionated guys. Truth's in the coffee. It's truth serum. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.